Hello. Welcome to the Upgrowth Inkwell. This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people during Mercury retrograde. I just hit the, what happened is like, I just hit the record button and then both of us froze waiting for like the lady to announce that we're recording because that's what Zoom does. Yep. And then she didn't announce it. We're sitting here for like 10 seconds looking at each other like, okay. The typical millennial <laughs> pause, of course. Right? right. We're like, what is happening? And then I hit it again. And then she announced that she was recording, which is why we're like, <laughs> starts. go us. Oh, yay. Okay. Welcome. Fantastic hi well, we we're doing a fun episode this time or i think it's fun i'm looking I forward think it's gonna to be it. really fun i can't wait to, it's a little bit of like an oracle episode too and it's very participatory um yeah. whether you are viewing this and participating through patreon page page <laughs> patreon mercury is retrograde anyway uh yeah mercury retrograde return is fun um whether you're participating through Patreon or through YouTube comments or whatever way you want to comment, feel free yeah. with the the prompts that we end up discovering. We don't know what they're going to be yet either. Nope. Um, feel free to give your responses and we can, I'm going to borrow a feather from your cap. I actually showed the recording of this to Dan the other day. And I was like, look at how funny Emily was. This is your decompressisode for the middle of eclipse season following up on the eclipse prep episode that we did before yeah yeah i'm so glad you i like i'm so glad you i appreciate puns as much as krista appreciates uh, puns so like when i saved that up and managed to drop it on you i'm so glad you cared. that was such an authentic mm. reaction from me oh, which no, was nice to so. actually be able to give thank you um oh my gosh yeah yeah, yeah. So everything in life I make into a pun if I can. So puns are magic. Puns are magic. magic. I really truly believe it. Um yeah. yeah. So the reason we don't know specifically what we're going to be covering is for for a couple of reasons here. So normally we'd be like, oh, here's what you can do with this energy and all this stuff, but we are in a Mercury retrograde. We are in the middle of an eclipse season. Things are on fire. <laughs> like if you look at the headlines and it's been really interesting when we look at a solar eclipse and we understand that it's supposed to affect the king of mm -hmm. whatever structure is happening, the leadership of the structure. And you realize that mm -hmm. many of the headlines around this eclipse have been people who, let's say for better, lack of better term, who own or influence the news and the information we receive during an eclipse with Mercury retrograde conjunct Uranus. It's pretty crazy. So it's a lot of people who would refer to themselves in by using the term king. <laughs> yeah, they, they would. Uh, a couple of them. Um, but also <laughs> another fun thing that happened at an amusement park um, yeah. and kind mm -hmm. of like knocked down a peg to, I guess, a company. I, I haven't read into this yet because there are things that this company is doing that I very much approve of right now. But, you know, holistically, who knows what's going on and, and what needs to be reassessed in their structures. I know they're going through a lot of change in their leadership as well. Makes sense. Yeah. A lot of people have been going through leadership structure changes in their companies, which again yep. is, is definitely one of the things that in our society today, company structures and hierarchies are a major thing. So it's, it's mm -hmm. definitely on the list, but in astrology, the, the North node and the South node are, especially in, um, Indian or Jyotish astrology, I, one of those is a better term than the other, but I'm not versed in it as well as many mm -hmm. other people are. Um, they are known as Rahu and Ketu or the dragon Rahu Ketu. And this dragon devours, the North Node devours the sun. That's a solar eclipse. And so for a North Node solar eclipse in Aries conjunct Jupiter to lead to an actual dragon catching fire... <laughs> <laughs> was chef's kiss of literal astrology. And I'm very glad on top of all that and including all of that, that everybody was able to be safe. Uh, yes, the people were not hurt. I also love that with it catching on fire, it's led to so many people like posting their pictures or their love of said dragon. And like, mm -hmm. anytime we want to do dragon love, I am a hundred percent here for it. <laughs> so yep. like yes yeah. so it's been pretty pretty fabulous yeah yeah so as we're in the midst of eclipse season we know there's a lot of um there's a lot we can't control but there's a lot we have to watch happen 
And Mm -hmm. it's, um, it can be frustrating, which is totally okay. There's a lot that we wish we could be doing. And so there's some Mm -hmm. maybe pent up aggression or frustration or stagnance going on, especially with Mercury retrograde being the first retrograde to hit us since January. Like, like you said earlier, Emily, it's like a train just hit a wall when it was going full, full speed, which is a very great metaphor. So we want to decompress with you guys and we want to mm-hmm. do it like on the spot using this great resource that Emily has. Yeah, I was given this research. I want to talk about it just a sec, but really quick, I just want to mention um, the energy moved really, really quick because everything was direct. Obviously, we talked about that quite extensively, but I do want to say that means a lot of stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Like that genuinely means a lot of stuff happened since J- from about the end of January to now. So many things happened, both on a global scale, but also on a really personal scale. And so I would very much recommend, especially because we're in now Mercury retrograde, like taking some time and just even if you want to do a journal about it or even just sit there and think for a while, but be like, what happened over the course of the last three months, basically? How did I experience this? What came up for me? How did it show up? Because I think it's really important and Mercury tends to make us do this mm-hmm. of be patient and look back. Mm-hmm. And that is something that a way you can do it really consciously and effectively. Yeah. Two things to add to that is start your journal with, you're probably wondering how I got here. And then you'll mm-hmm. actually start explaining it because you're giving yourself a narrative. No, it's um, actually a really good tool to use yeah. like those cliche, even like once upon a time, like any yeah. cliche starter, like there's a reason it's a cliche start. It's effective, it's super yeah. effective. Oh crap. I forgot the other thing. I knew oh, I sorry. I didn't mean to that. interrupt you. I'm I sorry. have to hold on to them. Really? That's why you'll see me hold two hands up. It's not because I'm trying to tell you something. It's because I'm trying to remember that I have two things. Um, <laughs> comment if you can relate. Um, no, there was a thing. Hang on. It'll come back to me. I'm sure maybe okay. I lost it once and then I came back. So maybe it'll come back again. It'll uh, come back. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you then. that in the time that we're not manifesting. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, hey, bummer. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But anyway, it's just, using. yeah, we'll just sit and be retrospective. I think that's super yeah. important right now, just to kind of understand all the stuff that happened when everything was direct and speedy, because things aren't all going to be direct again for a while. Um, and so it's nice to, to see that. I know personally, I came out of my Saturn return and that was like jumping off of a ship. It felt so nice. It was like, yay. Into like Um, cool, refreshing water because the ship was mm -hmm. on fire. (laughs) Yeah, literally. But that's how it felt was just like, oh, I've been pushed, like forced to stay on this trajectory. This ship has no exit. And all of a sudden I'm like, I make one. And that's how it felt. Um, so Anyway, just taking some time to do that, I think is, is really important. And that's part of the reason we're doing a decompressive episode. <laughs> we need yep. to. Yeah. So I was sent this incredible resource. Um, I don't know if this is out yet. I'm not 100% sure. So um, I, I, I don't, they didn't tell me if there was a release date. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if this is technically an ARC um, or not, but it's the Stuff I Hate journal. It's by Emily Rose. Um, she has a really big presence on TikTok. Uh, I forget what her handle is. It's something really cute though. I'll find it. Um, but she's a mutual of mine on TikTok and her, the published, the Shyman Shusha reached out to me and was like, hey, would you like this journal? And I was like, um, absolutely. I want a stuff I hate journal. Absolutely I do. Uh, mostly because so many journals that exist out there are all like positive journal, gratitude journal. And don't get me wrong, they have their place. Um, Personally, on a personal level, I hate them. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I either want a blank journal or a journal that serves a purpose and gratitude journaling, things like that don't ever serve a purpose for me personally. Um, I'm big into gratitude. I think having thanks is really important. That's what my kids and I do before dinner is instead of doing any sort of like prayer or blessing or anything like that, we all just share our thankful fours, quote unquote, um, before we, we eat. Um, So I love that energy, but there is so few spaces, especially in our society now to genuinely like, and authentically just get to vent and share about things you really dislike and venting and sharing about things you really dislike is such a human core tenant. Um, We, I love listening to rant reviews of books for this reason. I love making rant reviews of books or chatting about like venting about books I dislike. Um, And I just think that having a space to do that, a journal that's dedicated to that is super important. I do also want to say talking about things you dislike or hate is not negative and it's not going to lower your vibration. And I think that's a very strong new age concept too, of like, Mm -hmm. it all has to be positive and 
look on the bright side. I'm a super bright side person. I am a glass half full 100% of the time. It drives my sweet Sagittarius husband nuts. But <laughs> but it's not, that's just because that's how I naturally am. That's not because I'm forcing it. If you are forcing it and like disregarding all of the stuff you dislike, or if you dislike something, you just let it go and it doesn't feel authentic talk about stuff you hate <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like genuinely hate stuff not people like that sort of energy don't gossip with the intent to harm or start rumors but gossiping about things that happened talking about the world around you that's not an inherently negative thing it's not vibration loathing er, lower lower ring um <laughs> you know that word We're um but yeah it's just it's just important so i just wanted to highlight that um and again i wish i knew if this was out yet i think it is i don't know but I love it. And we're going to do some prompts out of it. (laughs) It reminds me of a comment I recently got on TikTok um, when I was talking about how pitches are open for forgotten storytellers. Mm -hmm. And someone said, you said that horror can be high vibe. And, you know, can you explain how? And I did. And really in the same, in a similar vein, horror gives people the permission to express their anger and their fear in a safe space. So absolutely it can be high vibe because you're giving someone Mm -hmm. the opportunity to feel anger that maybe in their daily life, they don't have the opportunity to feel because they have to bottle it up or who knows what, but it's a space to do it. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, you have a similar thing because we all have feelings more than one feeling and Mm -hmm. that's a part of existing. Yeah. It's a huge part of existing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this decompress episode, we're just going to do some bibliomancy and open this journal up to whatever page we get. And then we're both going to respond to the prompts. We're probably going to do a couple of them because um, we have time. And there's not a lot of astrology this week. And we need to decompress just like you need to decompress. So if you want to do these along with us in the comments, like please, or you know, if you're on Patreon, you can do it on Patreon. If you want to go on YouTube and share comments there, you can do it. If you just want to do it in your own journal, go for it. We, mm-hmm. we appreciate and support you regardless. Okay. Are we ready? We are ready. All My right. magnets are fighting mm-hmm. with me. There we go. Okay. All right. Let's see. Um, oh, this one's interesting. First of all, it's number 88, mm. which is Drunk Infinity, as we have established previously. <laughs> <laughs> On a previous podcast before we even started this. Oh, that's funny. The, the prompt is, what if I don't feel like taking the high road? We're always told to take the high road, but sometimes taking the high road is overrated. Sometimes talking taking the petty road is better or the chaotic <laughs> road. At least it's more fun that way. What are some of the roads you could take? So this reminds me of the question. Take the we... high road. It says take the high road. Oh. No, take the dot, 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 blank road. Take the high road. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. This reminds me mm-hmm. of a question we had from a patron. Oh, um, yeah. What do you do? Totally. Let's just loop that in then. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do when someone's mean to you or like calling you out your soul and stuff and your, your character. And Mm -hmm. honestly, just, hmm, I don't like using the term. Hang on. I want to find a better one. Explaining things that you obviously already know in a condescending way that typically is associated with a certain binary in our world. Um, Mm -hmm. Fill in the blank. So what do you do? (laughs) Take, I honestly, the road I take is, um, I don't know how you'd say it when I'm feeling petty and it mm-hmm. does happen. And I check myself three times before I let myself actually do it. Um, because I have gotten into so many situations where I thought I was being funny or I thought I was being clever and everybody else didn't think so. And so I have to decide when it's just and okay. And like all of those things and when it's useful to anybody else who will see it. And when it's mm-hmm. cathartic, um, <laughs> So I will cite sources at the people. Uh, for reference, if someone will comment on one of my videos and encourage me to uh, seek out more wisdom in the Bible, I will agree with them and say I'm yes. Around the, the loop I go when I go, I'm just like, if when someone tells me I'm a demon from Satan and I need to go love God. <laughs> I'm a very diplomatic person. Um, yeah. I get it all the time. I don't know. <laughs> Me too. And it's funny because I Mm -hmm. was the Sunday school teacher. Like I've read the thing Hmm. and I study Mm -hmm. it. Um, So what I do is I'll say, you're absolutely right. You should be very careful with who you trust, especially with these matters. I also like this verse in the Bible that counters their argument perfectly and often uses actual terms that Jesus used typically from a New Testament perspective, but sometimes from an Old Testament, if I can do it just to really prove the point that Mm -hmm. no matter where you look, you're just cherry picking. Yeah. 
I when I get the hey you're a demon Satan worshiper and you know you need Jesus loves you that kind of thing I will comment the most chaotic shit back at them and you can probably find some on my videos on I get those comments quite often I will say though like especially on TikTok my notifications are out of control like mm-hmm. the chances I respond to more than three comments are very very small the chances that I see more than a handful of comments are very very small um but if I see those I will comment something just absolutely ridiculous um back to them like (laughs) just whatever I pull out of my hat in the moment like I recently I was telling Krista this I told someone so they said that comment and I was like did you know that ice cream doesn't have any bones and just like left it there just because if they think that I'm the Satan worshiper I'm not going to change their mind there's nothing I can say to them Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to stick it to them because they want you to argue with them (laughs) so if I just do chaotic random stuff back um that is the easiest way to combat that now when people say rude mean aggressive stuff first of all um uh you can't be in this line of work expect everyone's gonna like it Mm -hmm. (laughs) they won't there's a lot of people that don't believe and that's totally on them that is their life purpose and i don't have any right to judge them the same way they don't have any right to judge me regardless of the fact that they obviously are um so i always take the stance of like well i can't change your mind and i just block them um Mm -hmm. if it's a lot so i had a video a while back uh it was a channeled history video and people got real uncomfortable and really upset and very much calling me like crazy and those sorts of things um on there um i will ignore it (laughs) to be totally honest because i don't really care um i can't care if i did care that would be a problem because i would get really 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 in my head about it so Mm -hmm. i don't care um and brush it off and at the end of the day they're helping you which i know sounds ridiculous but they (laughs) genuinely are by putting their energy towards commenting they're actually helping your video they're helping you reach more people that are actually going to see you those kinds of things so um i would say the road i take is typically the chaotic good Mm -hmm. sort of road um and i'm not afraid of the block button i'll block people all day long someone says something creepy or like "Ooh, you're so pretty can we get to know each other better blocked you're blocked goodbye gone um block whoever you want the blocking is not a bad thing yeah and like that person is revealing more about themselves than they are about you and so like in that in that situation i know i'm not going to change their minds because this isn't politics and religion it's their identity that's why they're so heated about it so my, t- my approach is, you know, if I'm going to be sassy, can I maybe work into helping them expand their horizons eventually? That'd be great, which is why I tend to agree and expand. Um, yeah. But it also makes me feel better to know that I was able mm-hmm. to cite my sources and bring the receipts and all of those things. So yeah. sometimes you can do both, but you have to be very discerning. Um, yeah. If it doesn't help anything and it's only to make you feel like you are clapping back, not even mm-hmm. to feel like you're, you know, okay. Um, just consider ignoring and go vent to a friend or journal about it or whatever. I mean, I end up doing both. I will vent all day long about things oh. that frustrate me. And um, some, most of the time that's enough. Like I will get yeah. around to it. I'll understand they're having their own feelings about something. That's not my problem. I'm having my feelings mm-hmm. about what they're feeling. And then you get through it. Yeah. But if yeah. you're not taking the high road, as the prompt said, that's typically the road I go. Now, I will say occasionally I do make video clapbacks where like if I think it's going to provide value to other people for me to respond, that is when I will actually clap back like that mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'll respond like that, um, especially if I feel like it's more of some whatever comment there the, that I'm responding to with making a statement more about like psychic abilities as a whole or has like shows like a deep misunderstanding i'll try to educate others not them because they're not going to hear me but i'll try to educate others via their comment and kind of put them on blast for that so there's that too (laughs) hey this one's fun are you ready okay it's number 124 which would you hate more a always being itchy or b always being sticky (gasps) oh always being sticky 100 i can't i can't I don't even know how to expand on that. Yeah. Sticky stuff. No, no. way. Because sticky. I think I would hate sticky more. too. Because sticky yeah. isn't just sticky. Sticky is then now fuzzy or glittery yeah. or whatever else is around mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. at least. Or to, you... sticking to a chair. I hate the sticking to a chair. Yeah. Thing. Oh, I yeah. I hate it. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, hardcore sticky as well. I don't like being itchy at all. I don't yeah. like being itchy at all. Um, But sticky would be a hard pass for me. Yeah. I think my brain okay. could get used to, to itchy. It will never get used to sticky because there's always a new thing to torment you with sticky. 
Ooh. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on. These are both really good. I'm figuring out which one I want to pick. Um, okay. These are really, really interesting. We're going to do both. We're going to okay. do both because I really want to hear your response on both of them and we oh, have no. time. Um, okay, the first one is Schädenfrüd, which my grandmother used to say Schädenfrüd is the best fruit, meaning that joy from someone else's bad karma is the best type of joy. We love an honest queen. Describe a time when you experience some true Schädenfrüd. And if I'm butchering that, I'm sorry. I'm going off oh. of my German godmother and my mom who speaks fluent German, but I could be yeah. totally fucking wrong on that. So I'm I've trying. Schodenfreud. Um, but Schodenfreud. if you go by that one guy on TikTok and YouTube, it's Skudenfrudy. <laughs> Skudenfrudy. Um, but again, yeah, I, there's, it's so weird. Occasionally I've had people ask what my accent is. It's Californian mixed with a lot of really random German influence for no fucking reason. Because again, my godmother was German and my mom speaks fluent German. So like I'd have a bunch of just random words and tones that are just German for no reason. Anyway, um, describe a time when you experienced some true Schrittenfreude towards someone who deserved it. Oh, so experiencing like secondhand karmic justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I will tell I, a real fucked up story. I wish I had more stories, mm-hmm. but it's just like most of mine are just from like the news and stuff and being glad that one thing happens that's like karmic justice or or whatever i think i need to think about it more so go ahead and tell yours first i have a great one i actually have two of the well i'll just tell one uh well maybe i'll tell you i don't know we'll see how it goes okay so the first time um my first waitressing job was at a restaurant on the beach um and it was really next close to a golf course and that golf course is the golf course that holds um the celebrity american celebrity open every Mm -hmm. year so it's a big deal um and like that's where i've i've met tons of celebrities there we used to go on the beach and like they would play football with you like you'd throw football and they'd throw it back i mean it was like right along the 11th green and so before they'd hit their ball like some people were really cool some people absolutely sucked (laughs) like big time um one such of those sucky people is michael jordan he hated when people would come up to him he was not a fan of it if you tried to get his attention he did not care like he was like a no-go so i was waitressing at this restaurant i was 16 and um michael jordan came in and celebrities would come in fairly often during this open there's not a lot of places in tahoe to eat and it's right on the beach it was like it was really nice it, it, I, I loved the restaurant it was really great um like literally your feet are in the sand so, so um he came in with like two other people like whatever entourage he had um and he was eating his i think it was lunch actually and a kid in a wheelchair rolled up to him his mom pushed him up to him and the kid in the wheelchair asked for an autograph and michael jordan told him to fuck off like verbatim that he was eating lunch how dare he come interrupt him like this kid in a wheelchair and everyone in the restaurant was like scandalized very very upset and so my incredibly badass boss walked over to him and and was like cool you get to leave the restaurant now and kicked him out of the restaurant and he threw an absolute hissy fit just like you can't do this to me i'm michael jordan like full-on how you would imagine a celebrity throwing a hissy fit he threw a hissy fit and it was kind of it was genuinely very funny and i thought that was like it i was like i love this because i had watched him for years be an asshole to anyone who tried to talk to him because i'd been watching this tournament for years and he never was nice um Fun fact, though, Justin Timberlake, very, very sweet, um, always was super interactive with everybody, as well as most of like the big football player names and whatever that would come. Um, really, really kind people, but not Michael Jordan, not someone else with very wispy orange hair either. Um, and <laughs> um, uh, he had to leave the restaurant and he threw a fit the entire time, like the entire time. And the whole restaurant clapped that he got thrown out, whatever. It was great. So that was like the first part. And I was really, really stoked. But the next day. Charles Barkley came in and he came up to the hostess stand, which I was covering for the hostess. So I'm standing there and he was like, I need to meet her. I need to meet the woman who, who 86 Michael Jordan from a restaurant. And we were like, oh, here she is. And like Ro came out and he was so happy. He gave her a hug. He high fived her. He was like, this is the best. He came and he sat in that restaurant for like two and a half hours he had a great time. Everyone who came up to him, he gave them hugs and signed whatever they wanted. He left every server in the restaurant a $100 tip just because. Um, and then he left. And it was just, it was fabulous. <laughs> That's awesome. 
It was fabulous. So that's my fun story, I would say, about that. He deserved. I got a big kick out of it. It was great. Yeah. I mean, I've had some interactions Mm -hmm. with people. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think the time has come around yet necessarily Mm -hmm. for those people to receive the 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 Schadenfreude. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm watching. (laughs) I'm waiting. Right. Um, But yeah, so there's there's a couple situations where it'll be, oh, you know what? here's, here's a little one. Um, and I call it like a fulfilled karma situation where I was, I was part of a a group learning astrology and like, I love astrology. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was studying with this particular group school who was, um, who the whole point was like, you study with them for four years and then they prepare you for the ESAR exam, which is the closest Mm -hmm. thing we really have to a recognized certification. Mm -hmm. And that's something I'm working towards and you can do it on your own, but this was going to give me like all the stuff and teach me along the way. And I was willing to put in the four years that felt amazing. I tested out of the first two courses because I'd been doing astrology for a while and I was willing to go backwards if I had to. And for some reason, I wasn't doing astrology the way they wanted me to. And even though this course wasn't designed for pass fail scenarios, they kept yelling at me for not doing it the way they wanted me to. And it was correspondence virtually. So that probably had something to do with it. Um, and eventually they said, listen, because you can't do what we tell you to do, we don't pat or we don't fail people, but we're failing you. And fortunately, by this time, I'd already um, gotten with my personal mentor. And yeah. when I, when I met with my personal mentor that night, I said, listen, I need some support today because I'm at a point of frustration where I can't figure out what they want from me. They're holding me back and I'm so frustrated that it's either I quit this school or I give up astrology and I can't, it would break my heart to give up astrology. So Mm -hmm. I quit the school, which is not something I typically do. And there are two small pieces of schadenfreude that I've received this year. Um, One is that the person who runs the school, who has no idea who I am personally, which was nice, Mm -hmm. was asking me for TikTok tips on how to get like more people following you on TikTok and like, is it helpful? And, you know, can you give me your tips? And I gave a couple. Um, and also I, I couldn't figure out why. It's really I funny. To, well, I couldn't figure out why I had to give this up. And I was like, why? It would have gotten me where I wanted to go. This was good. Like I, did I just give up because somebody intimidated me and like my Mars dominant personality hated that. They lost their ability to get ESAR certified this year. So I would have put in all that time and backtracked in all those ways and course only not to be able to arrive at the destination I was hoping for. That's funny. So that's funny, but like, damn. Yeah. So again, I wish everybody all the best. I want us to all collab. I actually have started something with ask me Astros. We're working towards kind of helping all the schools collaborate and help each other and support everybody and create a community for learning. Um, but certain people are going to be all about that and certain people aren't. And perhaps mm-hmm. this is going to be one of the entities that doesn't, that isn't quite as into it, but they would be welcome anyway, which is my little, <laughs> like, we would welcome you anyway. It's okay. You have no idea who I am. So we can start fresh because I've got everything I need to know, to know that my wisdom is enough <laughs> in all mm-hmm. in my education. And, and it was in front of a, a shared mentor for both of us that I was kind of recognized. Yeah. So I have everything I need to feel good and they don't ever need to say they're sorry, but it was nice to just be like, oh yeah, I can give you TikTok tips. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So this one's going to require some like honesty on our part, I think some radical honesty. Terrible Um, at lying, but I get nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's titled, in fact, many things are stopping you. Um, And then it says in quotations, nothing is stopping you. You can do anything. That's often repeated by relentlessly positive people of the world. But it's a deceiving and unrealistic way to describe things. Wouldn't we all feel better if we were realistic about the world around us? What's something you can't do right now? And what's the thing, what's the thing getting in your way of doing it? Which I think is really interesting because I think we're pretty honest talking about that on here. We'll be like, oh, Mm -hmm. I feel blocked with this right now or whatever. But that is a super new agey belief. And Emily Rose, she has a lot of videos on this too. She went down the super new age pipeline for a Mm -hmm. while and then like pulled herself back, which is why this is the thing. But I think that's like an incredibly new agey thing of like, you can do Mm -hmm. anything, which you can. But it's in divine timing. Exactly. Okay, so Mm -hmm. as an astrologer, I have opinions on this. Uh, (laughs) 
And I have two stories I want to share, and I'm going to like summarize them really quickly. One has to do with my mentor in astrological magic, Christopher Warnock. Mm-hmm. I tell that one second because I've already alerted you that I want to tell it so you can remind me. The first one is about um, timing in astrology. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not your turn for that kind mm-hmm. of thing to happen. And it's crappy until it is. You know, I was just thinking, wow, I'm in a, a really privileged position. I'm in a progressed full moon. I'm coming into a 10th house year. Like this is a time where a lot is able to be done for me. But if you would have asked me this just six months ago, I would have felt trapped. I've moved into a new location. I'm able to travel. I'm like able to do a lot more things now. I couldn't six months ago and I could Mm -hmm. not. And there were things preventing me that I can't really share because they're personal and they're not all my story to tell. But there were things that I could not do. Major themes were access to resources or Mm -hmm. um, abundance of finances, the abundance to be able to, to, you know, have a surplus to put into the things you want to do rather than the things you need to do. But if I go by something currently that I know mm-hmm. is a struggle for a lot of people, it's awareness and visibility, particularly in a social media realm. And the thing that stops you is in a lot of cases, we're going to blame the algorithm, but I also want to take it to where Christopher Warnock said, he was talking about making elections for talismans. And he said, you could have the best planetary election for a Jupiter talisman, but if you were in a specific location in like 1943, you could have the best election for Jupiter and you would have survived rather than perished. And that would have Mm -hmm. been the best expression you could hope for. And so sometimes it is society and the evolution and progress of our, our, you know, world that just isn't ready for the thing that we want. And we aren't in a position or a location or with the resources to be able to access the things that we want. And sometimes it's the, the energy is not there for you yet. And I also think it's the retrospect say. thing, right? Yeah. Like it's also like retros, like hindsight's 2020. It's that thing too. Like we don't know, maybe what we're getting is the best possible thing at this yeah. moment. And that's why we're sitting here being stuck. We don't yeah. know that. We'll know it three years from now when we look back mm-hmm. on it, we're like, oh, that's why I needed this thing X, Y, and Z. So well, half the time, that's what's going on too. And for both of us, we met because of this. We couldn't True. figure out why publishing wasn't working the way that it used to be. True. And now we're together and we're creating a new way of publishing that yep. has a lot of momentum and potential and sur- like survivability into the future attached to it that really supports people. So I sometimes will say, the, the answer is isn't always to break the world to your will like Kristen and I are doing this. <laughs> don't necessarily bet all of your examples on that because this is definitely something that we're like I don't know what we're doing I guess we're doing it though and it has happened like that repeatedly it's literally been like well we're just gonna break it (laughs) we found a a road for ourselves using Mm -hmm. responsible astrology and responsible intuition Mm -hmm. and really struggling in the waiting period for those things to come to fruition you know, we, yeah. we are waiting when we, when we are, when it's obvious that we're supposed to wait, we're not enjoying it. We're not doing no. it gracefully, it's but we sucked. are, <laughs> <laughs> but we have, yeah. So I would say that's a big one. Also, yeah. sometimes the things that are stopping you, like maybe you're overwhelmed right now. Like mm-hmm. that's something for me. I have so many things that I want to do, but I'm one human and mm-hmm. I have so many other big life obligations. So what's holding me back? What's keeping me stuck? Well, the fact that time in this stupid reality is linear and I only have a finite amount. That's what's currently holding me back. Mm-hmm. And fist fighting time doesn't work super well, but you got to try. So that's also things like that sometimes yeah, come up. Because clocks have faces, but time doesn't. So there's nothing to punch. I know it's not fair. <laughs> like genuinely. That got me actually upset for a second. I'm sorry. I don't know where my head is right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oh, this one you're going to love. I'm going to settle myself down in advance. Hey, it's number 119 and it's let me know if you need anything. You know, when you're out shopping and a salesperson won't leave you alone, they keep asking you questions, pointing out things in the store, chatting you up. Maybe it's them trying to be nice or maybe it's them trying to be pushy to get that commission. Either way, you're starting to see red. If you could forget everything you were ever taught about being polite, what would you say to get them off your back? (laughs) I used to work at Disney World. I and used then, to be a car salesman. <laughs> but then I managed the Washington, D.C. Disney store. Mm-hmm. Someone came in and pulled something off of the discount rack that they had put on the discount rack 
and said, look, it's on the discount rack. If you wanted to make my day truly magical, you would honor the discount anyway. And I did. And I hope that it was magical, but, but there was something about her tone that just made me think you're not going to make it a magical day no matter what. So if I could make this magical for you, this isn't magic. This ain't it, sweetheart. So I would just, I, I think I would have taken it, put it back and been like, reality. <laughs> magic is reality and you don't have it. Mm. Um, I like how you flipped yeah. it around to like a Karen situation instead <laughs> of like being a salesperson situation. <laughs> no, because I've had actually some really great like making magic experiences at Disney World. I taught people how yeah. to do the Macarena. I did, I was like a concierge Christmas shopper for a guy and it was amazing. I also had someone like, because they didn't speak English and I couldn't speak their language, they just grabbed me, grabbed me by the shirt and dragged me around the store and pointed at stuff. Um, I tried to be understanding with that, but like, I don't like being touched even by people I know. So that was difficult. Um, but yeah, I, th I think that that's, that's a situation that comes to mind when I think about this. Yeah. It's just like the, hmm, you're going to try to use the fact that I have to be kind to you to like control me. And that's not how it works. Yeah. I, what comes to mind for this, cause I honestly don't get super badgered by salespeople very often. Um, I don't know if it's just, so when I go out in public and I've talked about this on here before, I try to be invisible. And I, when I say I try to be invisible, it's not that I don't want to be perceived. It's that I want my energy to not be accessed. Mm -hmm. So I will like close myself up into like picture, like wrapping a Christmas present like that. Like I will my energy up. And so I don't, I don't get perceived a lot. Even like I haven't been recognized by followers that much, those sorts of things. Um, because I intentionally like bottle my energy up, which is fine. So I think I don't have a lot of these salesperson interactions. But what I will say is if we want to take this in a little bit of a different direction, that guy who won't stop hitting on you, those sorts of things, um, that is always a super fun one. Um, mm -hmm. I will either rely on my lovely um, ability to talk in like a very high pitched tone and tell them when I think they're going to die and then give them the credentials that I'm a psychic. That's fun. <laughs> Um, it's not actually true, but I'm never like looking to whether someone's going to die, but that will get someone to stop talking to you very quickly. Um, or if you start talking about something like absolutely ridiculous, also animal noises are very effective. I have growled and barked at people before those kinds of things. That's what I would do. It's usually not like a big mm. angry retort. It's more along the lines of like, what can I do again? Chaotic good is like my natural response to most things. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mine in those situations mm. is if they're trying to be funny or something else, I'll, I'll just, honestly, I do this on purpose. And I learned over time of not trying to do this, that it works to get people to go away, take them literally. Mm -hmm. If they say something and be like, oh, that was supposed to be a joke. Right. Oh, you're, you're funny. I promise. Or like, just tell them, tell them stuff that is literally the answer to what they're saying. And mm -hmm. so that they know they have no charm. And it's not always the case. Like if they had charm, I wouldn't know it. <laughs> so bad at that kind of stuff. Um, but just, I don't know. I would either, I've also been known to do this. I will stop and just walk away and I'll leave a table. I will do whatever I have to do. And I'll just leave them standing alone, feeling like a dork. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. I, I'm the, the, whatever regal leader there is of awkward situations. I can create them very easily they're like my natural habitat so love it love like it. like the fact that I actually misinterpreted this whole prompt at the very beginning <laughs> no I think it's amazing I love it I it's super good um I will also go into the like this is again after you've said like no thank you or like please go away or you know if someone's being like creepy immediately it's not like I just whip this yeah, out they're immediately. Creepy immediately I just walk away um but I will also say things like oh thank goodness I was looking for baby daddy number eight um first get us that that's just like they don't want to know what else to say one time this actually happened to me which was fucking awful um when i was i was a teen mom okay but i i have always looked pretty much this young like i i it, i don't look super duper young i'm pretty tall like that kind of thing so it's not like i looked like a little kid if that makes sense <clears throat> but i had two kids under two by the way, my kids look a lot alike, like a lot, a lot alike. Um, Krista's seen them. They look a lot alike. <laughs> and we were waiting in the grocery store line. It was just me and, and my two kids. And a woman came up to me and she said, oh, they're so cute. Do they both have the same dad? In public. And first I like was stunned 
for a second. And then I like looked at her and I was like, um, these two? Yeah, I think these two do. And then she walked away. Um, but Good decorum is dead. <laughs> yeah, no. Wow. Well, it's like um another way that I instinctively react to people who put their input in unwanted is by either just loudly saying, okay, or are you okay? Like what happened at the uh, the oh, retreat yeah. for the forgotten storytellers yeah. this past time when someone tried to make fun of our clients. <laughs> That's so weird. What a weird people are thing. weird. They can't just people mind their own weird. stuff. They, you know. And that's All right, the thing. So, they just need their own form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. All right. So one last one before we round out. This one's kind of funny. This one's like a super petty one, which okay, I appreciate a little okay. bit because we just kind of got a little petty anyway. I am um, so sweating. <laughs> do you know? Do you want to stop? I want to. No, do no, it. no. Go for it, and I'll let you know if I'm just going to stay quiet. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's number 22. It's peaked in high school. Think oh. about the, that person who acted like they were a local celebrity back in the day, but were dreadful to the people around them. Where are they now? Petty answers only. I literally just used this to help my sister-in-law two days ago. Mm. I asked exactly this because my sister-in-law was feeling bad because, mm-hmm. you know, at a certain point you're like, I didn't, I wasn't this person then I've not amounted to anything now. And it's like, where are they now? Have they done anything? Mm-hmm. And I actually gave a talk at my high school where one of the students was considering dropping out. Mm. And I was like, you are two months from graduation. All of these people, they're going to get hit hard because Mm -hmm. all of this frilly stuff won't last into college. Like no one's going to care or into Mm -hmm. whatever comes next. Right. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I just don't, I don't think that it matters what happened in high school. Mm -hmm. I think. Do you have a particular petty example or no? Um, I'm trying to think if I do. When I was less of a developed, mature person, people used to mock me a lot for having had brain surgery. They were not creative about it. Um, So there was this one person in particular that would follow me around for like years, calling me brain trauma. And I don't remember exactly what I said, but it involved like more than seven words. I spun on him one day and I gave him this really loquacious line that he couldn't understand anyway. And I let him know that he wasn't going to be able to understand it. And Amazing. he never made fun of me again. Nice. I did it at, it was at uh, the book fair. And so there was an nice. auditorium of kids as well. And I didn't take that into account. So I ended up spinning on him in an auditorium of kids and just slamming him with words. Nice. Good yeah. job. You left me alone. What does he do now? Right. Is he just I, gone? Not a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, that's hard to say. Um, I do know that our valedictorian gave a speech about how life was like a four course meal and football. And I have no idea what he's up to these days. Interesting. Yeah. You had a really small school too. So I went to a really small school until basically seventh grade. And then I went to a freaking huge school. Um, and so there were a lot of kids that were awful, just absolutely awful couple things um one my like major cyber bully in middle school she like really cyber bullied me super duper bad um it was very yuck <laughs> it was really really sad um but a couple years later we were sat next to each other in a class and we kind of got to be like a little bit of like friendly terms and she invited me to her birthday party which was going to be like this big shindig thing and i was like come to your birthday party like why not it was literally a block. She lived like a block away from me. So it was like, if I hate it, I'll leave. <laughs> Just walk home. It's not a big deal. Um, at her birthday party, she had all her friends there. She had all this planned or whatever. And her friends stayed for maybe 45 minutes. And then they all left to go get drunk somewhere. And they left her and me alone. And that was it. And so I stayed so that she still had a friend. Aww. We were in great terms after that. Last I heard, I think she's still kind of living locally. I don't know. But mm-hmm. that was one. Um, this one's recent. Like I was literally talking about this on Saturday with my friend who I, I go to, she's one of my best friends and, um, we hang out quite a bit, but we were going to get our nails done. And we were talking about this guy that was on the dive team. I was on the swim team. He was on the dive team. Um, and he thought he was God's gift to the planet for sure. Um, he was a major dick to everyone all the time, constantly. Um, and was just, you know, he was good. He was really good. He was a good diver, but he was definitely like, and keep in mind, someone from my high school in my year who I'm still really good friends with won the bronze in the Olympics for diving last year. And it was not him. <laughs> just, oh. kind of, 
<laughs> we're just gonna put it that way uh, but he was like I'm gonna go to the Olympics I'm gonna do all this fun stuff like you guys are all beneath me basically this whole time and he was like high school attractive for a lot of people I always thought he was a dick so I wasn't into it but a lot of people were um and he would get people into like chewing tobacco and like really yucky stuff for like no reason you know what I mean like he was like that kind of dude uh he went he had some sort of like minor dive scholarship and he went to some college and then promptly failed out and lost his dive scholarship so then applied to work at circuses and ended up doing dive for a circus in southeast asia for a couple years um and that was it and then came back to the very very small very hick town um that we went to high school in and is still there i think he doesn't even necessarily have a job at this point i don't know but it was kind of satisfying. Um, but yeah, so those are, we were talking about that the other day. Cause yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think team, back so. to all of our like senior superlatives and like the cutest couples who are not together anymore. The, uh, you know, most musical cutest couple is playing. our cutest couple got married and they're so cute still. Sorry. That's awesome. <laughs> they're wonderful, See, they're beautiful stories. people. Yeah. yeah I was, I was unanimously people. voted most likely to succeed and depending on your definition of success, here I am. <laughs> I think I did. Yeah. My graduating class had 900 kids. So I don't even know who got this. Yeah. We have, we had 180. So yeah. Bit, Weston's, Weston's, yeah. My graduating class that I had gone to school since preschool with, which I consider myself graduating with both because I still know all of these kids and basically still hung out with them every weekend, whatever was 25. So that was at my other school <laughs> and all those kids are very, very successful, but just the the big high school I went to that I absolutely hated and is cursed and is absolutely 100% the worst place on the planet um, at 900 kids. Jesus. And half of them failed. And they, yeah, so awful. But anyway, yeah, cool. Um, so that's, that's the stuff I hate journal. Uh, that's a little brief introduction. That's fun. I appreciated that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sitting here like, who's going to hear all this? And did I say something wrong? Is it somebody going to hate me? I think I said everything that I, I actually meant. So at least there's that. Yeah. Oh, I don't think anyone's going to hate you for that. And guys, play along. Go ahead. Share, share your petty stuff. Um, it's fun. It's healthy. It's nice to get things off your chest. This is a form of venting, which is really, really good for your energy mm -hmm. to like purge stuff out. It's really, really good um, to decompress. Also, feel free to vent about how Mercury Retrograde is going for you too in our comments or on the Patreon because, yep. Mm -hmm. Um. Fun thing too, if you join our Patreon, our bonus video for this past month was actually a card pull for the year. So um, we did a card pull for to like map out your year for you, um, a card for each month. We alternated back and forth. It was really cool because most of the cards Krista pulled totally corresponded to like the astrological element. So it was like, oh, of course, this is an Earth card, and it's like we're entering into Taurus season. Like it was just, it was just beautifully done. Um, I really appreciated it. So very interesting card poll if you want to mm -hmm. join the patreon that's in there to support you guys um also got storyteller pitches are still open yep for um, all the things again your book can mm -hmm. be cathartic just as much as it can be world changing whether it's horror or fantasy or anything like that yeah so um if you have a messy book idea send it to us if you think it's not ready that's what we want mm -hmm. you're like i have an idea but i don't know if it's ready i haven't really thought about it much we'd help you with that that's yep. the part of the program Yep. Um, we don't, it's not a, Hey, this well-baked idea, we're going to put it into a book. It's, Hey, you have this fragment of an idea. Let's channel it in, make it robust, actually get you introduced to your characters, figure out what you're writing and then get you to write the book. That's what mm -hmm. we do. Um, which is a very different approach to even writing programs in general. Yeah. So please send it to us, please. Forgottenstorytellers.com. That's where the pitch form is pitch us. And we have so much fun and we, we do help you tell all the shades of emotion uh, in the story, the ones that need to be vented, the ones that are, you know, the highs or the lows or whatever's in between. And, uh, I hope that this episode was able to help you decompress and that you do give yourself permission to feel every range of your feelings, you know, whether it is accurate in the moment or accurate in hindsight or foresight or whatever, it's what you're feeling right now. You can honor that. You're not trying to hurt anybody. We trust that because you're someone listening to this podcast. Um, and so, you know, let yourself feel what you're feeling. Give yourself an outlet for it. We volunteer. Also, should I talk about what happens post-program? 
Oh, I mean, yeah. Do we finally okay. get to talk about that? I also, if you go, yeah, if you, and we'll do it really fast, but if you go through the Forgotten Storytellers program, then two different things happen afterwards. One, you get first come um, to our international writing retreats. So this one's yours and this one is in this year's one is in Ireland in August. So a bunch of our Forgotten Story alumni are going to that one. Um, they had first pick, basically, if they wanted to do that. And then the second thing that happens is once you complete the Forgotten Storytellers program, you are now allowed to pitch our publishing company. Yes. Chris and I started a publishing company. It's called Ninth House Publishing because that's where publishing happens in an astrology chart. And mm -hmm. it is a whole new way of publishing. And it's yeah. really easy to get into. It's fun. It's so going to be amazing. You're going to be able to, yeah, it's like a concierge process where we are with you for the whole time. You get several meetings with the people who are involved in your process. So you do not feel abandoned, left behind, ignored or anything mm -hmm. the entire time. Um, and it is, you it get is to, an incredible thing. Yeah. yeah. Down to like, what would you like on your cover? Do you yeah. have a vision for this? Like we go mm -hmm. really in depth and make it work. Um, and we take only forgotten storyteller authors and only very small amounts at a time. But once you're a forgotten storyteller, you get every time we open up for pitches, it's only to you guys. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing with forgotten storytellers is you now get to also publish with us if yes. that works out. So those are the fun things. Anyway, forgotten storytellers publish their forgotten storyteller pitches open. Please send us your ideas. We have yes. the most fun going through them. Um, also, if we say that your idea is not aligned, it's not because we don't like your idea. It's sometimes it's an energetic thing. Sometimes our guides are like, no, they need to go this direction, um, whatever it is. So that is also what comes up. So I, if, I know a couple of you reached out recently, like, oh, you didn't, you thought my pitch wasn't aligned. It's genuinely that we think that there's a different path for you. That is mm -hmm. why we think it's not aligned. It's not because we don't be, like it. It would be an yeah. injustice for us to take the position of someone else in helping you get this story out there the best way it's supposed to be. And we are not mm -hmm. going to hold it back. Right. Which you can always pitch again. It could change for a future cohort. It could change with a different idea, but literally mm -hmm. we'll sit there and we ask like channel in entirely. Well, every mm -hmm. time we get a pitch, it's all channeled. Channeled, um, muscle so. tested, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for doing a decompression, decompressive soap. Shit. I don't know what to decompression soap, soap with us. <laughs> you got to say it faster. It doesn't come out at all. Decompression soap <laughs> um, with us. Uh, it was super duper fun. Um, yeah. And if you want to vote on our episode topics, we're putting a new poll up in the Patreon very shortly. Uh, yeah. We hope you have a wonderful week and that you go make, go some, make magic. some magic. Mm. Oh, let me stop. Okay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.